Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes, because we love this sport. I'm Jason Grubb, and I'm here with Rick Stevenson. We are on episode 41 of the podcast. And uh, uh, really, it's a great time of year, Rick. I think next week is Thanksgiving. You got any big plans? Yeah. Oh, we're going to be here. I had to get <laughs> nice. my uh, middle daughter from my middle daughter from the airport. Uh, I should be flying home from college and uh, I'd be excited. We'll have everybody around. Um, uh, I'm working uh, around the holiday. I don't have time off really much because I need time off in what, two weeks, three weeks for Legends. So uh, we're right around the corner from that. That's exciting too. Getting it, it, Getting ready to go. It's all coming so fast. Like the the fact that next week is Thanksgiving and then two, yeah you're right two weeks after that we'll be hanging out in a house the Masters uh, in mm-hmm. Motion podcast official house yeah. we'll call it you know house yes yep <laughs> in Tempe in Tempe Arizona <laughs> it's gonna be great well we want to yeah. jump right into it today guys we've got a special guest uh, she is the co-founder of Thirdsy. Uh, you've heard me mention Thirdsy on the podcast before. Uh, just to be uh, transparent, they are a sponsor for me as an athlete. They are not a sponsor of the podcast. So uh, it's just been a recovery supplement that I take before bed, and I've used it for 18 months. And it's been just such a dramatic improvement in my overall recovery and sleep. In fact, when I was wearing a Whoop at the time, I saw all my yellow recovery days turn to green. And we'll actually get into it with Dr. Justine about how once you get in the green, when you have something like this, green becomes normal and eventually it becomes yellow. But you have to listen to the interview as she explains why when when your sleep actually improves, your HRV and your heart rate, all that stuff actually improves. When you're wearing wearables that have a 30-day lag average, your numbers actually don't look as good over time if that's it's a weird way of saying it i'm not sure how to introduce that she goes into in-depth uh discussion on sleep trackers you know good sleep patterns good sleep habits how to get the best sleep which is you're not gonna you gotta you're not gonna believe what she suggests to get the best sleep from a habit standpoint it was not the first thing i thought of or the second thing i thought of when she was uh Mm -hmm. talking to us about that rick and uh i think this was just a really fun interview don't you agree Absolutely. I learned a lot. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, actually, I think I'm always excited to go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> come full circle. But uh, uh, you know, no, we learned a lot. And uh, she has uh, quite an interesting product out there in the market. And, uh, you know, after listening to you talk about it for so long, um, I decided to try it full transparency. I'm only two weeks in and uh, I've uh, had uh, feel a lot better, even though I know I'm not sleeping nearly enough. Um, I think it's helping with quality and, and she dives into that topic as well. And I think that's important. So enjoy. It's really good stuff. It's really good stuff, guys. And uh, we'll just jump into it right now. We've got Dr. Justine here from Thirdsy and uh, the co-founder of Thirdsy, which is, uh, if those of you that know me know that uh, I love Thirdsy, I've used Thirdsy for 18 months now or so every night. I don't think I've ever missed a night and uh, I absolutely love it. So uh, we are so excited to have you on the podcast just so we can get to know like, you know, the, the background, like why create third Z? What do you know about sleep? What's your background? Actually answer just all of the questions that we might have. Uh, we're going to share with you or we're going to we're going to fire at will. So um, 
first of all, tell us about yourself. Like how how did this how did this get started? I guess your first question. Oh, I'll try to I'll try to give the like more condensed version. So I um I studied health sciences and biochemistry, and then I practiced as a chiropractor in private practice for a number of years. And when I was a student to become a chiropractor. I got very into nutrition and I also started working out and joined my first CrossFit gym. So I think I joined my first CrossFit gym in 2012 because a mentor of mine basically said, you know, you're a small woman. I'm like five, four. He was like, you're a small woman. If you're going to have a career as a chiropractor, you're going to need to get strong and you're going to need to stay in good shape. So I got, which was great advice. Um, yeah. Makes totally sense. Makes sense. Makes and sense. I got, <laughs> very uh so i got very into nutrition and then i got very into lifting weights and then very into crossfit and so when i started practicing full time as a chiropractor i was also working with people kind of across that health spectrum of um you know nutrition taking care of their musculoskeletal system so you know adjustments work on their you know muscles mobility that kind of stuff too and then also i was coaching um crossfit as well and so we uh, and the chiropractors that I worked with actually owned the gym. So we had kind of this multidisciplinary, really holistic approach to helping people to stay healthy and, and do well in their lives. And after uh, a number of years in practice, seven, seven years in practice, I actually did have uh, a shoulder injury from practice that got then also uh, kind of worse with CrossFit. Um, and eventually was really having trouble keeping up with the hands-on part of uh, practicing, but was still really passionate about helping people with um, the nutrition and, and their training and that kind of stuff. And, you know, going into COVID, a lot of things really changed. A lot of, you know, having to socially distance and be away from people, gyms closing, all that kind yep. of stuff, um, was doing some work from home, but there wasn't, you know, there was kind of like a big, big gap in, in my life there. And one day my partner, who's actually also my husband and I were sitting around talking and we had also realized with COVID that we were, our mood was really different. The way that we were sleeping was really different. And we kind of looked at each other one day and we're like, why are we sad all the time? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had started tracking our sleep. So actually my wife, I have an aura ring. I also have a whoop band and an Apple watch. They're literally all charging right now. I should have, I should have kitted up for this, but I didn't. Um, and so I had my first sleep tracker and I was noticing that I was waking up in the morning and not feeling like I had slept. So even though I was falling asleep at night, getting kind of yep. eight-ish hours of sleep, I was not waking up feeling rested. I was waking up in the morning, still feeling tired, still feeling like under-recovered. And so I started looking around and being like, well, I can't really change all of my habits. Like I had some of the basics down, like I have a good mattress, blackout curtains, that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, I can't dramatically change my habits because I can't even leave my house right now. And I would really love to kind of figure out if there's a way that I can support my body to like better create create the biochemistry that I need to sleep better? And is there a way to do that? And so then I started doing a lot of internet research and looking at different supplements and stuff like that, because that's a default position that I tend to go to with the, the biochem background I have. And um, I realized that just about everything on the market, especially things that were combined supplements, had melatonin in it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to take right. melatonin every day because I know enough about mm. hormones and the feedback system of how your hormones operate. And I like, I was like, this is not like 
this isn't something that is, it has a use case for sure. Like if you're jet lagged, if you have sporadic sleep right. schedules, but I was like, this isn't going to help me solve the quality issue, which is that my heart rate's not getting low enough at night. Right. My HRV isn't improving until right mm. before I wake up. Um, my deep sleep isn't deep enough or long enough, and I'm not getting enough REM sleep. Like it was like all of the quality aspects of my sleep. And that isn't actually what melatonin does either. So, um, but is there a dependency on melatonin? Can can that be developed over time? And I'm asking that from a complete, I know nothing. Yeah, um, asking yeah. for a friend. It's fair. Prospect, right? or yeah, perspective. That's a really good question. Yeah. So <laughs> there's both. So for a lot of people do have will build up a dependency in that um, kind of anything that you take that your body already produces in large amounts, particularly hormones, work on a feedback system. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the challenges, you know, for people taking like any kind of anabolic hormones or people who start to augment with testosterone and hormone replacement therapies and stuff like that is basically once you start giving your body stuff from from the external, like you start giving it to yourself instead of producing it on your own, your body's like, well, I guess we don't need to make this anymore. Yeah, it's coming it's in. It's coming in. Right? Yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm so getting it anyways. Making stuff right. that we're getting from elsewhere. And so with melatonin, um, that does happen. And then the other thing is that um, our bodies make very little melatonin. So in a normal kind of melatonin mm -hmm. response at night, you might make like 0.3 milligrams on like a high end um, if you're like a real melatonin producer. Okay. And, you know, most supplements have like three, five, nine, ten or more milligrams wow. of melatonin. So people are taking things like super physiological amounts. Yeah, many times many X what times you could be, even X be what producing. Your body would naturally produce. And that also creates a problem where you're just like bombing your system with way more than it would normally need. So that can also create an issue where you're really overshooting your circadian rhythm, like you're overshooting that signaling for your body. So some people also will find that they feel like really groggy in the morning or they end up really weird right. um, patterns with their sleep where they're fall asleep really hard and then they'll wake up and they'll be really awake. And so it can, you know, everybody's body's a little bit different. And so I think some people are more right. prone to having dependency issues, period. Like people's bodies have like different levels of efficiency in terms of how quickly they'll dial up or dial down their own um, hormone production. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, I've actually had people come up to me at CrossFit events because uh, we, we do events sometimes uh, for the business and they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm taking like, I've gotten up to like 40 milligrams of melatonin a night because that's how much it, because you know, you start Whoa. with a bit and then they feel like it's not working that well. So then you add mm -hmm. more, right? And then, uh, yeah. It's not regular or you're not get that, you yeah. get yeah. that rested feeling. Okay. So you didn't want melatonin in. Exactly. I did not for product. those reasons. And because, okay. you know, all of your hormones play together and melatonin also plays with your other metabolics. So typically we'll see um, that people have higher levels of melatonin um, during like the winter months where you also see changes in your metabolic system where you're storing yep. more body fat, your blood sugar regulation changes. Um, there's also a, a critical function of melatonin when it comes to puberty. And so in children, they produce much higher levels of melatonin up until they start to transition into puberty. And then that actually uh, goes down when all the rest of your other hormones come on board and go up. So there is some theory around melatonin actually suppressing your other sex hormones as well, which particularly for wow. say like masters athletes who are trying to maintain those sex hormones because they're so important for staying anabolic and, you know, aging well and keeping your muscle mass and all things. You don't really want right. to be taking a lot of stuff that's going to be suppressing those systems. Right. No, wow. no. 
Good point. Okay, so you don't have that, but also, um, you know, what else didn't you want in the product, which I think is popular out there, um, any, any CBD or anything like that, right? I mean, that seems to be for a while there, that was the, the yeah, that thing. cool, cool ingredient, catchphrase, whatever you yeah. want to call it. But your product it is, is free is of that. Free of that and interestingly, well. um, that wasn't as much of like a, I don't think we should put it in here because I see a lot of red flags with it. For me, it was just, I tried using mm-hmm. CBD. Uh, I live in Canada. Lots of different types of cannabis products are available to us here fully legally. And I had, mm-hmm. you know, sure. I yeah. uh, tried a bunch of different CBD products and I didn't find that they particularly had an impact on the uh parameters of my sleep that I was tracking or the way that I was feeling. So it was just gotcha. when I was building the product, I really built something that worked for me. <laughs> and that and that isn't something that that worked for me. <laughs> well, that Yeah. Well, I, okay, I was going to say that's real interesting because you have a market now of of users, but I mean, it worked for you initially in your in your yeah. co-founder as well, but uh the fact that you've received such good feedback, <laughs> something's <laughs> the formula is the formula is spot on. You know, if it's yeah. working for everybody Absolutely. else. The other really serendipitous so okay. thing about not having CBD in it is that a lot of people, like I know that there's a lot of people who, for instance, are like military personnel and some people who have different types of jobs who also just like can't take that kind of stuff either. <laughs> so we've realized, you know, sure. when people are looking around for like products and they're like, oh, I can't take that because it has that in it, or I can't take that because it has yep. that in it. Um, we've um, been fortunate in that. The, both the ingredients that worked for us that were really well researched and that I felt like I wanted to take all the time tend to fall into this category of like, there's very few people who there's nothing, there's kind of nothing in there that most people don't want to take or are trying to avoid. Right. So what did, what, what helped uh, you, what did you I end up crafting? Of, oh, or, go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say, how did you end up crafting this final version of this? I mean, I was, I was attracted by L-tryptophan. That sounds great. It was something I was already taking. Uh, solo by myself because I had been experimenting with L-tryptophan, magnesium as well, and I didn't have to use those anymore once Thursday came into my life. But what are some of the other ingredients and, and why were they included? Sure. Um, so, and actually, I'll come back to the L-tryptophan. Uh, we recently took that out of the product, and I can also explain why that's not in there oh. anymore. I know. I, I trust I, you. Listen, I trust you. It's fine. <laughs> It was a very recent change that we uh, like literally last month started shipping a newer version of the product and we took that out. So I can speak to that as well. Uh, Okay. So the things that are in it are GABA, which is your main neurotransmitter that contributes to um, actually like going from being awake to being asleep. But it's also um, like... Mm -hmm. I'm going to just get sciencey. It's your your main inhibitory neurotransmitter, which means it is the thing that can pump the brakes on kind of everything else because almost all of your other neurotransmitters are excitatory, right? So you've got um, like acetylcholine, you've got dopamine and serotonin, all these things that keep your like up and on mm-hmm. all day long that we're all trying to get more of and we get more of when we work out and kind of that kind of thing. And GABA is really the counterbalance to all of those things. And when we're stressed and we're using a lot of stimulants and we're doing a lot of other stuff, uh, we tend to run low, we'll burn through our GABA. So it's got GABA in there and that is like a really um, great support for sleep. It also has L-theanine in it. And L-theanine is an amino acid that is found in green tea. So it's this naturally occurring amino acid, but it's not a protein building amino acid. It has other functionality and it actually will help to encourage your brain to make different brain waves. So it also works um, to counteract 
overstimulation. So some people will actually recognize that ingredient if they ever use energy drinks, because if you take an energy drink and you stack it with a ton of stimulants and mm -hmm. then you put L-theanine in it, you won't feel overstimulated and jittery from the stimulants you're taking because it actually is so effective at helping to like tame overstimulation and calm anxiety that uh, they tend to throw it in energy drinks so that they can like huh. really pack a lot of that stuff in there without like really mangling your system. I... Sad to say, I recognize that name yeah. from those cans. Yeah. That's the, yeah. But I didn't say that. That was from a yeah. friend too. Yeah. I, I know somebody <laughs> told me about that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that then uh, magnesium, which is something that kind of everybody needs to take yep. more of. Yeah, it's Pretty your classic. classic. It's like the mineral that, yep. it's kind of like the mineral version of GABA in that most other minerals are excitatory as well. So mm -hmm. to regulate your neurological firing, your muscle firing, so you don't get cramps and all that kind of stuff, you need to have enough magnesium because if you have too much calcium, calcium you're going to have over firing. You're going to have um, trouble where like you can even get like too rapid of a heart rate and that kind of stuff. Um, so magnesium helps to calm your mm -hmm. system. It also has, I mean, it's involved in almost 300 different enzymatic reactions in the body. It's um, like it's one of those supplements everybody should be taking every day because we don't get enough of it in our diets and it's valuable. Like your body uses it in a lot of very productive ways. So one of which is also then um, biochemical pathways to produce the chemistry that you need in your brain for good sleep. So it contributes to your own production of melatonin and serotonin. It contributes to your production of proper uh, okay. um, brain waves during sleep, strong sleep spindles, which is like the electrical activity. Um, and then the last thing that's in there, which is a little bit of a dark horse, and this actually was kind of the one, it was the thing that made me think that I should make a product, which is going to seem really strange, which is oh, the collagen. Right. Bingo. Gonna so the ask collagen, yeah. like, you know, most people take it for either their joint health or their hair, skin, and nails, right? Because that's kind of what we've heard about it being good for. Some right. people take it for their gut mm -hmm. health because they've heard that it helps with that and it's anti-inflammatory, which also it does. Um... But the other really cool thing about collagen is that it's one third this uh, amino acid called glycine. And glycine can act very similar to GABA. It can act like an inhibitory neurotransmitter. And it actually helps to calm your system. It helps to lower core body temperature at night so that you will drop into a deep sleep faster. And in studies with people taking three grams of glycine before bed, they've shown improvements in sleep quality on brain studies done during sleep. So like better sleep architecture, improved transition between your different sleep cycles. and um, less fatigue the next day on the same amount of sleep. Wow. Boy, wow. is that going to be valuable yeah. over time? So when I, learned, yeah. when I started learning that <laughs> about glycine and collagen. I was like, already taking collagen and I was like, yep. why don't I just start taking this before bed? Um, I, and I think an article I read in kind of preparation for this had hinted at that and said, if you are taking collagen, you should, and I think I've, well, maybe not knowing exactly that specific collagen, I've been always had put it in my coffee or something like that in the morning. But they the article said flip it, take it before you totally. go to sleep. Well, here it's already already in there. Now, how how were you able to craft that? You know, adding adding collagen, which is would you say it was a, a, a lot of glycine in there? And it doesn't uh, the, the mix had to work well. To begin with, to to produce third Z though, I mean, you couldn't have one ingredient that then blocked everything else or something. But that's that's leave it up to you, the scientist, right? Behind, you know, we don't. <laughs> yeah. 
we just trust that it works. But um, were there trial and errors? I mean, how did you how did you come up with the right? So it was a mix? bit of trial and error. So I definitely did a lot of research. You may have gathered at this point that I'm kind of a super nerd. Mm -hmm. So I've like I've read every study hey, on every supplement that might contribute to good sleep that's out there. Um, and then I started. Um, taking like literally ordering different individual ingredients and taking them on their own in combination oh, with each wow. other starting to see like okay if i take this much of this with this much of this um how do i feel how do mm -hmm. i feel in the morning what does my sleep tracker say all of those things um and then once i had landed on something that was working well for me and that really i could take a look at the science and be like this should work well for a lot of other people um, and I can't see any okay. counterindications from mixing these things. That was when we decided, um, had kind of started to talk about the fact that like this, this, what we're making right here doesn't actually exist yet on shelf. And if it works for me, I couldn't find something exactly Correct. like it. Yeah. Maybe other people would want it. But then you put the super good, uh, flavor to it also. I mean, anything, uh, wait a minute here. Uh, yeah. Strawberry yeah. lemonade. So I, I mean, anything lemonade. Yes. You got me hooked. But, um, you know, the flavoring has to be a, a component that doesn't inhibit anything either, too. I mean, I'm sure that that's between you and how yeah, you produce the product. You know, it's strange. We've had, like, flavor is hard. <laughs> flavor is hard because I, I think mm -hmm. it's delicious. Um, my, like, eight and nine-year-old stepchildren, like, love it. They think it's, like, Kool-Aid. We'll give them little scoops sometimes, especially mm -hmm. after their, like, soccer games mm -hmm. at night and they need to wind down. Um and so I all just I just assumed everybody's gonna love this, and just you know sometimes we get people who are like I hate it, like, that's like you know I, <laughs> I don't want yeah, something. Yeah, like can you make a chocolate you know, acidic tasting or something like for that? Right, right. People think about hot chocolate at night or something like that, and then I think that's where we get that chocolate feel, like oh everything yeah. for bedtime has like to be chocolate or caramelly or. Yeah, something sweet. Uh, that the mem that that whatever triggers yeah. in your brain sweetness. But right now, this is working. Okay, so I'd say the the comments, the yeah. positives outweigh the negatives. And the reason we went fruity profile. and not uh, chocolatey is because of the amino acids that are in it. And um, so I had mm. also okay. bought and tried like every collagen powder on the market, and I found that like most of the like vanilla, chocolate, caramel flavors all kind of had a weird like kind of aftertaste that I wasn't really into and never ended sure. up being ones that I particularly enjoyed. And again, subjective, everybody's got different taste buds. Um, but mm -hmm. I also then talked to some food scientists and, and flavor people and, you know, fruit and slightly bitter flavors go really, really well with amino acids and kind of more medical ingredients because they tend to mask those ingredients better. Mm -hmm. And so that was where we ended up going in that uh -huh. kind of like fruity strawberry lemonade direction because um, after, you know, then also trying a lot of different kind of fruity flavors of collagen powders, I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably why I actually like all these ones better because you don't really taste the whatever that kind of like amino acidy collagen -y aftertaste flavor is. If you've already done, they're um, yeah, there is that there kind is of aftertaste, aftertaste but yeah. you get a lot less of that when yeah. you go with it. It's not necessarily medicine, but it's just here it tastes almost like a, I don't want to, I, don't on this podcast, I don't want to use the term soft drink, but it does have just a, <laughs> a flavor to it where there's not an after, you know, medicine-y taste. Yeah, that's what, that's like what that. we're shooting for. So, <laughs> so Justine, really, uh, really quick, what I, is it Jason, like? Yeah. I was going to ask, what is it like to start a, a, start a supplement 
company. Um, and you can be brief on this. I think we're more interested in sleep. But just as a side note on the business side, I remember thinking that at one point in my life, I was like, I want to I want to build a supplement company. And then I looked into it briefly and was immediately overwhelmed and decided this is nothing that I can do. It's a it's a massive, massive capital uh, expenditure. You've got to build a product inventory packaging, all of those things. Um, talk briefly about taking that that leap uh, on your part. Um, the leap? So <laughs> I think there was a lot of ignorance at first, which was probably really helpful. You know, it's one of those things where you just, when you start something, you don't realize how high the mountain is and you just keep wanting, putting one foot in front of the other. And then eventually you're like, hey, this, this is just where we're going now. Um, yeah, yeah, that was helpful. Now. And um I think I'm kind of maybe too much of an optimist in some ways. Like I'm kind of one of those people who's like, how hard can this be? I'm going to figure it out. Um, it's been definitively hard. <laughs> there definitely have been a lot of expenses. And, um, you know, businesses, like so many other things in life where I think it's like becoming a parent. It's like, you know, where you just, um, there are so many things that you don't even realize that you're terrible at <laughs> until you're doing them and having to figure it out. Um, and there are, don't get me wrong. There are like fabulous, rewarding moments. Like the very first time I actually held the product in my hand and was like, oh my God, this used to only exist in my head. And now, now it's like in, in mm -hmm. my hands. Yeah. yeah that was amazing. Yeah. And when we get, yeah. you know, awesome people like you guys who have tried the product and find it helpful like that's so rewarding um but yeah there it's been i mean we we haven't gone and raised venture capital which a lot of uh supplement companies do and we've really tried yeah. to build a brand that you know we treat our customers like we would want to be treated and and just try to be um doing business in a way that we feel good about. Um, so I think we've maybe in some ways grown slower than maybe some other people would have if they had different resources, skill set, and all of those things. But um, you know, mm -hmm. we're we're moving forward and and we've managed to do something that enough people like that we actually do have a business. The first year in business, our literally our whole thing was, is this a business? Like, is this a problem people want to solve? And do people want to solve it in this way? And we were willing to definitely invest okay. in it, but we had, uh, you know, an amount of time, energy, effort, and money that we were willing to invest to be able to say, like, okay, if this is a no, it's not gonna, yeah, it's not Probably gonna like be yeah, a complete sure. like deal breaker for our lives. So, um, yeah, and we got through the first year, and we're like, I guess this is, I guess this is a business. And then you kind of figure out the next steps. I yeah. questions about sleep. Jason, you want to, yeah. I know I've got to, I do myself, but. I do. So, so, uh, Justine, not everyone has studied sleep the way you have. So, uh, besides taking something like third Z about an hour before bed, cause that's going to give us, you know, something that we can ingest to maximize our, our recovery while we're sleeping. What are some other best practices before bed or throughout the day to help us get into that that correct pattern like what are things that you've tested or what have you learned what can you share with us and our audience to just make sleep as masters athletes we need it so badly we need good sleep um so how how can we do that oh, yeah what are some things we can do uh number one like more important than anything else more important than any supplements you could be taking um anything else you're gonna do is consistency right and i know it sounds so obvious um yeah. but like the 
research is unanimous across the board, whether you have major sleep pathology, that's mm. like insomnia, whatever, or you're just trying to sleep a bit better. If you can get in the habit of going to bed at the same time every day and waking up every day, you are training your body to do that <laughs> mm. process on a more regular cadence and your body will get better. Mm. So that's like number mm. one is uh, sure. timing, like consistency and timing. Um, and then number two is actually exposure to sunlight. So I think a lot of people think about avoiding lights at nighttime. And certainly that is important, right? Like getting your blue light block, like you can go for it. Like get your blue light blockers, get your screen thing set up to turn orange, like do all that stuff, dim the lights at night. That is gonna be helpful. But actually getting a lot of bright sunlight during the day is better for entraining your circadian rhythm than even avoiding um lights blue lights at nighttime hmm. so particularly getting yeah. early morning sunlight uh, is very helpful that is like the core anchor for your body's daily rhythms and even if you can't do that yeah. getting some natural sunlight during the day is going to help your body to better entrain itself to the day night rhythms and definitively contributes to your right. brain working better. Um, even like your body temperature regulation, which most people don't think of body temperature regulation also, uh, and the fluctuations throughout the day follow a daily rhythm that also contributes to your hormone pulses at the right time, which is important for sleep. And the, the key thing there is actual real natural sunlight. And so for people who are in the Northern yeah. hemisphere in the winter, like that sucks to hear because it's hard to do, um, but it's really, really uh, important for getting good sleep. Then, then work in an office all day and, and you're, you're sneaking outside just to, when you do get those rare sunny days, just to stare up at the sun and just, I have to take a walk just to totally. feel that sun on you, even though it's 40, de 40 degrees. You're like, something. just like going out with this once you're exposed so you can see it. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Just give me the sun. A little different than listening to Jason talk about your son, though. Mm -hmm. But hey, we make do with what we can. So uh, how, how about duration? Uh, because you can't pick up a CrossFit-related article on sleep without the... And I don't know if it's written for everybody or if it's written for the younger folks or maybe master's athletes, but yeah, longer, the better have to focus on this. But if, if you're, if you're doing, if you're being consistent and you're, you know, you're training your, your, your circadian rhythms to, to fire at the right time, does duration of sleep matter as much or can you still get quality sleep? If you're, if I'm six hours and Jason's eight hours, every I mean, single there's day. a, there's a big genetic component. But there is a lower limit, like okay. pretty much anybody getting less than six hours. I don't care what they tell you about how they feel. You're, they're not getting enough, like less than six hours, yeah. even for like the genetic freaks who are like hyper efficient sleeper, um, they are not getting enough. Um, so that's that's the the lower limit of being able to um, really like be healthy and thriving is definitely six hours. Mm -hmm. um, the amount of sleep that you need is also not even finite within the same person, right? So if you're exposing yourself okay. to more stressful situations, whether they're physically stressful situations, emotionally stressful situations, um, you need more sleep because your body needs more time to recover from those. And not just like the, the rebuilding anabolic phase, but literally like your your brain needs time to process and and kind of like emotionally regulate in a way that's different than when you're stressed. So it also kind of depends on like what phase of your life you're in and what's going on day to day. If you're, you know, obviously this yeah. one's kind of obvious, but if you're sick or your body's fighting something off, you're going to need a bit more. 
We seasonally tend to have changes in our sleeping patterns where we actually need a little bit less sleep in the summer uh, and in the winter, the mm -hmm. body kind of like winterizes itself. It's also <laughs> stressful. <right>? Hibernate. <laughs> yeah, we hibernate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think carving out, so the eight hours is kind of a guideline and there's definitely people who need less and there's definitely okay. people who need more. Um, but it's also going to have fluctuations within the individual, um, depending on, you know, all those factors that I just went through. So I think having consistency, you know, as I was saying, in terms of the amount of time that you carve out for yourself and then allowing your body to then dictate within that time frame, like, okay, I'm going to get into bed. I'm going to do the wind down. I'm going to get into bed at like 10 o'clock and, um, you know, plan to be up by, you know, six. And if my body wakes up a bit before that, great. Maybe I need to sleep a little bit past that. Great. You know what I mean? Just giving, allowing your body to then kind of like mm -hmm. take from that like buffet of time that you're allocating for rest I think is is for people mm -hmm. who can do that the healthiest way for them to get the rest that they need on a regular interesting that is fascinating I uh I find myself That's fluctuating different. throughout the throughout the year as well like summer definitely don't feel like I need as much winter definitely need more last night definitely not enough like you just know like I know myself I know and what's interesting is like when I'm when I'm stressed I tend to inappropriately stay up later. Uh, I just, I, I end up just staying on my phone later or in front of a screen a little bit later. And I, I tend to sabotage my sleep when I'm more stressed. It's a very peculiar thing. And then what ends up happening is just catches me after three or four days of, I don't know, staying up too late because of stress or some activity. Like we, we just moved into a home from an RV. Yep. So it's been You're pretty stressful. And tighter and tighter. Yeah. 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 Everything just, yeah. And I, so the lack of sleep, like I felt it today in training and uh, it's time to catch up. Like tonight's the night to not necessarily catch up, but get back onto that rhythm, that mm -hmm. rhythm that my body knows. Um, so yeah, that's it's really interesting. But I also love first thing in the morning, sun in my eyes. That is standard. That is, yeah. that is part of the routine. Absolutely. Got it. I know Rick goes and trains in the dark in the morning. <laughs> I, I like to wake up when the sun, you know, after the sun is up. So I do that. And then, uh, you know, little ice barrel, sun in my eyes for, for 10 or 20 minutes. Um, uh, but, but it's, but it's been a big, big, it's been a big factor of, you know, helping me create a rhythm in my day. So, um, I think that all that's fantastic advice. Um, with that, you know, how, how can people follow you, uh, Justine? What's the best way to stay, to learn more from you? Because I think you've got a lot to share here. Obviously, we could follow Thursday HQ on uh, Instagram as mm -hmm. well. But uh, do you have your own account? Is there ways that people can, can keep an eye on what you're up to? Yeah, I do. So I don't share as much as I used to on my own account just because I do put out a lot through Thursday. But I am on Instagram at Dr. Justine Excellent. Lucini. And, you know, it's funny, I keep thinking I should put out more <laughs> in my personal account. But uh, I mean, you guys know this, you, you end up with other projects, other things, and somehow it uh, always oh. takes a back burner. But yeah. Yep. Literally having two like Instagram that. accounts I... has made my life like absolute chaos. <laughs> I <hear> two X. <laughs> it's too much. You're like, just give me one. one <laughs> too much. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Uh, you know, again, uh, user of the product, um, not nearly as long as Jason, but um, I I dove, went head first into Whoop during the pandemic. Like, oh, I need to track everything. I need this, and and I think it started to almost you know wear on me a little bit because I would wake up and why weren't my, my numbers like this, and why weren't you know why wasn't I recovered here, and and I 
you know, I have no Apple watch, no whoop, no nothing right now. I'm kind of a uh, sleep tracking free agent. And, but that next stage is I do want to um, put some data behind, you know, the better quality sleep, because I think just two weeks into it, I, I texted Jason the next morning after this first night, I was like, <laughs> holy cow. I didn't wake up once during the night. I was like, is this real? I mean, this, you know, and, and it comes and goes, you know, how I feel in the morning after, after this. But again, everybody's results are going to be certainly different. But uh, the fact that you put the science behind this, uh, I think, gives all of us um, a great deal of confidence in, um, in Third Z and um, excited for Thank your you. continued success. Can I give you a little tidbit on some of your sleep tracker data? Just if you do, if you do go back to using yes. a tracker. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I need to. So I, probably I, I do think a lot of people get stressed out using the tracker um, because, yeah, they're like, you know, if it's if they have a, uh, they start to let it define their life. <laughs> Correct. I, I have to train yeah. today, but I'm not in green. I don't know. So I can't do this. I, so I forget. One of done. the things with the trackers that I have found really interesting is how their little algorithms work. And so of the ones that I have, the Aura Ring is my uh, preferred device, even though it's not a great activity tracker and you can't wear it at the gym because the ring. Um, mm -hmm. But the reason I like it is because it gives you more uh, visibility into your actual physiological marker. So you can see your heart rate throughout the whole night, your average heart rate when you reach the lowest. Um, and you can see your heart rate variability through the whole night. Um, and so the the metrics on, on, on phases like REM sleep and deep sleep sleep are probably the worst functionality for all of the sleep trackers. They just don't do a great job of that because they're not actually measuring brainwaves. So they're using okay. things like heart rate, body temperature, and movement. And we're all really different in how well our bodies actually ate those things, uh, dependent on your sleep cycles, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that that part, the deep sleep, REM sleep, everybody should take that with a bit of a grain of salt. Although if you're kind of trending in the right direction, like you have always gotten like really not very much deep sleep and now it's showing that that's going up, you probably are actually seeing an improvement in your sleep quality. Um, but the biggest thing to look at is your own heart rate and your own HRV and not actually the score it gives you because, and WHOOP is particularly interesting on this, it works on a 30 day um, kind of rolling average you. Oh, so yeah. Your yeah. metrics actually get better. That. Your scores get worse because you have to be mm -hmm. outlier better to be in the green. And so scores that used to get you or physiological uh, markers that used to get you in the green will now only get you in the as your actual quality of sleep and, and uh, your bio, your own biomarkers get consistent better. Your scores <laughs> will actually level out and look worse. <laughs> I feel better about that. I think yeah. so. That's, why, that's an interesting, like sleep tracker <laughs> fact. Is, like depending on how they calculate those scores, and a lot of them do give you a moving target mm. for what you do in the green. So it can be frustrating mm -hmm. where you're like, I feel like I'm sleeping great, but that's, that's only a seventy. Yeah, like what I, the heck? Yeah. Yeah, and certainly starting it out when we everybody was locked down and <laughs> and you're like limited on everything, and I was like, well, this is not yeah. working out right, but stuck yeah. with it. So we'll see. Appreciate that. Cool. Well, thank you so much for. Well, having this has me. been great. Yes. Thank you for, for joining us. And, Dr. Justine, um, we truly enjoyed it. Absolutely. And we will uh, we'll put all of your links in the show notes, a link to Thirdsy uh, with those that would like to order it, as well as links to follow you and follow Thirdsy HQ online or on, on the Instagrams and all the socials. And uh, we'll have you on again in the future because we'll just keep tracking this and keep improving our sleep and our yep, lives uh, down the road. So uh, thank you, Justine. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good night, guys. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Masters in Motion podcast. If you found this episode to be helpful, we'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our Masters community. Until next time, get bolder, not older. See ya.